Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It's Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. And it means it's Encore time on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. This is the Midlands dedicated arts show, bringing you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. To get in touch, you can pop me a text on 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to take part in the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. Tonight on the show, we have a very busy hour. There is an exciting play coming to Burr Theatre this weekend called Mojo Mickey Bow, and I'll have actors Connor and John on to give you all the details about that. Portleash Active Retirement Group present Forever Young Variety Show at the Dunamay's Arts Centre. We will have absolutely everything you need on that, so that'll be very interesting. And President Michael D. Higgins attended the Esker Arts Centre this week, and the lovely David Hollywood went down and spoke to him, so we'll see what he said about the new Arts Centre. But to start the show, Leash County Council Arts Office and Leash Art House Strad Valley are delighted to announce the annual Adult Summer Arts Programme 2023. And joining me on the show tonight is Bridget Flannery. Bridget, thank you so much for taking my call tonight. Hey Shannon, thank you very much for having me on. Um, as you can imagine, I'm very excited about doing these workshops and my exhibition that, that will be on in Art House um, in Strad Valley over the next while. So the workshops and the exhibition is called Looking, Seeing, Making Bodlands. So can you tell us a little bit about what will happen over the four-day course and then the exhibition itself that will take place on Friday evening, the 16th of June? Okay, well, the, it's a four-day um, uh, workshop um, aimed at, I suppose, really getting people to um, look, to look at our landscape, to look and not just, you know, the big, picture or the big idea of landscape but maybe just the wall in front of you or the, the tree in front of you the group of plants in front of you to look at the structure the color the shape the texture of what is around us and to make of all of that our own and to work from it to make something fresh and different and vibrant maybe something ugly um, but to make of it our own, of how we see our world and how we live within our world. And sometimes the overlooked. I'm always interested in the overlooked, the corner of the field, something that's discarded, a crack in the wall, what's growing out of it, you know. And those things could be the most interesting. And, you know, you don't know unless you have a look at a different perspective. So how many students are taking part in this course? Well, um, we're aiming for between uh, 14 and 16 um, students. And um, as far as I know, we have good bookings, but I think there might be one or two places left. So um, if people want to contact Leash Arts Office about that, um, you know, that, that would be their, their first port of call. Oh, amazing. So I guess if they are involved in it, do they have to bring their own supplies or is everything provided for them? No, um, we, I've asked people to bring their own supplies because, um, for a very simple reason, sometimes when you, well, when you go out and you have to buy your materials, you actually start looking at what your materials are and you start questioning why. Um, I mean, people will ask me why there is no black available. I, have asked, I haven't asked people to supply 
or to bring black paint with them. And the reason for that is that we will make black and make a lovely, rich, dense, dark, dark colours that enhance the shadows that people will look at, rather than just making, um, I suppose, just a very dead, dreary, black, dark colour. So that's why I'm asking people to um, bring their own materials. And, um, and also, people have a lot of stuff at home, you know, that they've, they've started things, they've put things aside, they haven't continued with things, and, you know, they're there in the cupboard somewhere. And that's just it. People may have a different way of working with materials than somebody else may have. So if they're able to work with what they know and what they like, then they feel more comfortable creating the pieces. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, um, my own kit that I take out and, you know, that, I ta- that I've been taking out on the bogs around Leach and Offaly over the past number of years, particularly the past year, which is where all this work came from. People would be very surprised what's in that kit, you know. And um, and yes, we all have our own bits and pieces that we like and that we've adapted to our own make as well. So, for people that are interested, do you have to be at a certain level to take part, or can or is, or is this for beginners no, and intermediates? It's, it's open to everybody. Um, it's open to um, you know the absolute beginner who. You know, I will bring I will bring people through basic color mixing and looking at things and um, basic composition as well. And of course, then it is for um, you know people who have been painting for a while and want to experience a different, maybe a different way of working, and also more advanced painters who, as somebody said to me the other day, um, she just wants a shot in the arm of something that will get her thinking differently um, about about what she sees and how she translates what she sees in her environment into um, a painting or a collage or a making project. And is there any sort of specific theme or topics that will be explored during the programme? Again, I'm, I'm hoping and what I want is for people to look at what is really in front of you? And, you know, I, I mean, as we're talking, I'm standing underneath this beautiful, beautiful plane tree. And and I'm looking at the texture of the bark and I'm looking at the way the light is filtering through the leaves and people have carved their name in it. And there's all sorts of, in, and there's flies flitting around it and there's tree ke- creepers crawling up and trying to get their dinner. And... You know, because I'm standing here and I have time, I, I'm actually looking very closely at this and seeing very different textures and colours. And that is really what I want and what I would hope that people would gain from the four days of, you know, we're talking about slow, uh, slow cooking, slow walking, slow. And I'm, I want people to look slowly and, and see, so- hence the name of the workshop and the exhibition. So it's to immerse yourself in everything, I guess, and to really take in what's in front of you. So like to be in the moment with it. Very much, very, very much. And just to see, I suppose, to see the quirks and things and the oddities of things. And and again, you know, I can never stress um, I, um, or overstress the importance of looking at what is not seen, you know, and the overlooked you know, that 
that that corner that we just don't see, that untidy bit, but how interesting it could be. And then you start you start looking and you start drawing, and from your looking and your drawing, something else become becomes and comes into being, and that's always very exciting. And you get to appreciate those little things that you would have overlooked before. And I guess that's what's beautiful about doing something like this as well. And so for the exhibition, will all of that work that the students have have taken part in be on display? And how long will the exhibition itself run for? Well, what we're um, the show, first and and foremost, the show is um, it's officially opening on Friday, the 16th of June and will run until uh, the 28th of July. So there's a good long stretch of time to see things and while there will be an exhibition of my work there there will also be a selection of work that students are you know uh, fellow artists have made throughout the course and um, we'll you know we'll work with what people would like to um, exhibit and you know that's always a great moment when you make something and somebody else looks at it and says god that's great come on put that up you know so I'm hoping for a lot of those moments there'll be a lot of camaraderie between everybody and that's what I love about about courses like this and as you said yourself you have your own pieces that are going to be on display so how many pieces will you have and I guess maybe it, it could be a tough question but what would be your favorite one that you'll have on display on the night well that is a tough question and it's I mean I brought over the work now today um, to Art House and uh, David Tully, who will um, help me hang it tomorrow. We'll get cracky on that. And what I thought was going to, I had in my mind one idea for the whole hang and how it would look. But when I went over there today and placed one or two things, I said, oh, something different will happen. And a piece that I... Um, it's a, a small, a very. It's a small painting that I wasn't a hundred percent sure of putting in, but definitely that will go in, and that has revealed itself in a different light. And that's always the great joy of an exhibition: how things are revealed to you, and and then the questions that you ask yourself about your own making as well. And that's interesting. It's a great perspective to have because I guess the space that you hold the exhibition in really does you know, have a lot to say on where the pieces are and how it'll will, will run. Oh, yes. And, you know, the light and how people walk around the space as well. And, you know, these these were all paintings that came from a year of being artist in residence in Abbey Leaks, um, in Fetech Abbey Leaks, and going out onto the bogs, um, particularly Abbey Leaks bog, and... Um, Various other bogs like Derry Ounce um, outside Port Arlington and Gary, uh, no, Clunny Hunk, Herc, Clunny Herc as well. And um, working out there, um, picking up bits and pieces, bits of um, heather roots, birch bark, um, and picking up, you know, uh, actual turf, grinding it down and making pigment from it and working with working with the actual fabric of the bog as well as the colours and also a certain feeling that, um, oh, I can't even explain it, but while I was working out, while I was working around the place all last year, I kept thinking of it in pipe music. So we've invited a young piper, Neve Morris, to um, 
play some tunes during the opening as well because that the sound of the pipes to me was I suppose something like akin to the sound of the space and the bird life and yeah the space and the bird life that that I experienced out on the various bogs in the Midlands. And it's beautiful because it sets the, the mood and it almost relaxes people as they're going through. So to have music oh, yeah. like that is absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it will be lovely. It will be lovely. I'm very excited. I'm very, very you know, excited about this. And, you know, to link that sense of sound and making and looking and, you know, who knows what it will spark with somebody as well. And, you know, that's, that's always exciting. And that's just it. The one thing I love about art is everyone's perspective on it can be very different. And then the material that's used, no matter what it is, it always ends up being an absolutely incredible piece. And I think that's what's lovely about doing this course. It's given the, these individuals an opportunity. And then to have it showcased for as long as it is, I think is is wonderful. It is. It is great. And um, and the space is wonderful. And, you know, Myrna um, Connell of um, the Leash Arts Office and her team have been just tremendous in pushing this forward and working with them. And so I'm very grateful for, for that, for this experience as well. So for anyone that's looking for any more information, where can they find it? Um, they can, if they go to um, is a Leash, Leash Coco um, Arts Office and um, or to Arts House Arts, Arts Leash in Stradbally. Um, and you, either of those places will be able to um, you, people will be able to get information from there. Brilliant. Bridget, thank you so much for joining me on the show Not tonight sure. and I wish you the best of luck with those. Thanks very much Shannon. Good luck to you. Thank bye, bye. you. Bye. bye, bye. If you want to see this incredible work that is going to be developed during this workshop, then make sure to go to the Leash Art House in Stradbelly on Friday, 16th of June, starting at 5pm. Coming up after the break, a play called Mojo Mickey Bow is coming to the Burr Arts Theatre. And I am very, very excited to chat with actors Connor Quinn and John Travers right after these on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty and coming to Burr this Saturday is Mojo Mickey Bow. This is Owen McCafferty's brilliant play that takes us back to Belfast in 1970, so during the Troubles. In this early gem of theatre, we witness the unlikely friendship that blossoms between two young boys, Mojo, who is played by John Travers from Up the Road, and Mickey Bow, who is played by Connor Quinn from Over the Bridge. I am delighted to be joined by Connor Quinn and John Travers on the show. Thank you for joining me. How are you? Good, Shannon. Thank you for having us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us, Shannon. So, what is the story of Mojo, Mickey Bow? Mojo Mickey Bow is a play set in Belfast in 1970. So just the beginning of the Troubles. And it's about two young boys. They're both nine years old. One of them is from a Protestant background. The other is from a Catholic background. And the two boys meet in the park one day and become friends. And it's just about their summer and their friendship with the backdrop of the Troubles and tell me what's it like to try and play a nine-year-old on on stage? <laughs> what is that like? Well, 
I mean, it's it's not too difficult. We 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 were all children once, so um, <laughs> but but growing up on the on the streets of I grew up in North Belfast, and uh, I was born in 1989. So I grew up through the 90s at the tail end of the but just before the Good Friday Agreement was signed. So a lot of the kind of shenanigans that the kids got up to, I can relate to in the in the story of the play. So just kind of using my own kind of history and also kind of listening to my parents and my grandparents and the stories of them growing up in the streets of Belfast very much helped inform how to make decisions with the character of Mojo. That's interesting. And I mean, when you're at that age, it doesn't really matter about backgrounds or, or religions or colour or anything like that. You know, it's it's who you can get along with and who you have fun with. So how do you think the characters develop? And obviously, I know they have their troubles themselves. Yeah, so at the beginning of the play, they are just friends. They don't understand any of the conflict or anything that's happening around them. Um, uh, we kind of dip into quite a few other characters as well. So we're playing the boys themselves, but also their parents and other members of the community. And it's kind of through them that we see a bit more clearly the the reality of the conflict. And as the play progresses, we kind of see how that then impacts the boys and their friendship. And um, it gets a bit more tense and they're there becomes a few more um, conflicts within their relationship itself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Owen McCaffrey, he kind of, he set the whole play through the eyes of these two children to kind of show the innocence of their life. The absurdity of sectarianism. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just how trivial it is and that hatred is taught and you're not born with it. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's a, it's a beautiful story. It is, and it seems to be. So I guess, you know, there's their friendship is central to the play. Do you think a friendship between you two has developed because of this off stage? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, just uh, like from when we uh, first heard we, uh, we were cast, we actually didn't know who we were playing. So we had to meet at the Bruiser offices in Belfast, a Bruiser theatre company who's taking the Mojo Mickey Boy of this, of this tour. And... Uh, but when we first met, I knew, I knew instantly that, uh, you know, the guy was cool and that uh, we were going to get on. And uh, now we're, we had three weeks rehearsal and we're saying, is this the fifth week of tour? Mm-hmm. And uh, no, nobody has a black eye. So we're, so we're great. <laughs> <laughs> Still two weeks left. So. <laughs> That's always yeah, good. It's yeah. better when you get on, isn't it? It's better when you oh get God, on. Yeah. So I think- well, it translates, it translates on the stage very well because the, the camera sheet that we'll have off stage just having fun we're driving each other auditions whenever we don't have shows back and forth. And um, yes, it very much translates on stage and some audience feedback that we have had have highlighted that, that uh, the, the chemistry very much reads between the two of us on stage. And that is a testament to our relationship off stage. That's brilliant. And I guess mm-hmm. you've been doing this for a few weeks now, as you said. So what's your favourite moment in the play? So Connor, I'll start with you and then John will go for yours. Oh, um, my favourite moment in the play... It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough God. question, isn't it? There's some of the I'm bits saying. that I love performing are the bits that we had to work really hard at at the beginning. There's some of the bits that are really um, we jump back and forward. We'd say maybe like a line at a time, and then after each line, we have to jump into a different character, and it's very quick. And that took a while to get. So now, when I suppose because we've done it so much, it's it's a little bit easier. So there's a bit of a, like satisfaction after we do those moments. I'm like, yeah, okay, we did it. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I think we have been uh, we we've been hanging out too much because I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, I love that. Great minds think alike, isn't that what they say? Exactly. Exactly. So what? Shannon, you... you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Um, so what do you hope the audience takes away uh, in your play? Um, I would just say, I suppose it's the 25th anniversary of the play itself as well as the the good friday agreement 25 years um and something that we keep talking about with the play is that it 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 does a great job of highlighting how far we've come since 1970 but there's still a lot of it that is still resonant and relevant today um so i think it's important to show like the play shows that a lot of things haven't changed and we still have a lot of work to do so i hope it kind of shows people that Yes, while we've done great things and come on leaps and bounds, there's still work to be done. Yeah, that, and I mean, we have come on leaps and bounds as well, so which is mm-hmm. fantastic, because my best friend is actually from Belfast, so I've heard some stories uh, about her grandparents that were up there uh-huh. and how it is now. So it's nice to see that it's changed, you know, for a little yeah. bit for the better, so that's what's important. What is coming up after the play for you both? What's happening in the future? Um, I have... Uh, I, I, I shot a film just before I uh, I I got cast in this role. It was actually I actually had a Zoom call in the evening when I was shooting during the day. Mm-hmm. So luckily I was able to land this role just directly after it. But uh, so I have that movie coming out. It's called House Jackers. I play Journey in it, and um, I've got a I've got, I'm waiting on a recall coming back for a for a show. But I signed to the NDA, so I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was hoping for an exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't tell you the scope. Sorry, sorry, Shannon. As lovely as you are. Thank you. I'll, I'll leak it to you later. I'll leak you the details later. Thanks, Connor. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll text you. I have your number. <laughs> so we are. And we're both we're both doing Christmas shows, so we've got Christmas to look forward to. Oh yes, Christmas stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we are very <laughs> very excited to have you both come down to Burr on Saturday for this play. Um, have you ever been to Burr before? No, I have not. No, looking forward to it. We can't wait. If you well, if if people get to see. Uh, get a chance to come and see our show that will be in for a treat you work hard on stage and we're all very excited to see it thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it and I really hope you enjoy Burr this weekend thank you so thank much you. Alan we are really looking forward to seeing both Connor and John perform this Saturday in Mojo Mickey Bow in the Burr Theatre so if you want tickets make sure you head over to burrtheatre.com get the last of them before it is sold out Forever Young Festival Everything you need to know is all coming up after these on Midlands 103. Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. You are listening to Encore with Shannon Fogarty on Midlands 103 and the Portleash Active Retirement Group present the Forever Young Variety Show at the Dunamay's Arts Centre this June 13th. And joining me to fill us in on all the details is Sheila Duff. Sheila, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Okay, Shannon, thank you. So can you explain to us a little bit about Forever Young and what will the variety show will have at the Dunamay's Arts Centre on the 13th of June? Well, it's a show of music and song, and mostly songs from the past, sketches, monologue, a monologue, and we will expect audience participation and the show will last about two hours and should be fun and relaxing for everybody. 
And I love that you'll yeah. have, you know, the, the audience involved as well, because that's really what, you know, you'd love to see. And, and everyone's going to be singing along to all of the songs as well. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, yes. So can you tell me a little bit about the performers and any of the other artists that are involved in the show? Yes. Well, anyway, most of the performers are mostly from the Portlaoise Active Retirement Club, which is one of the most active clubs in the country. So I say anyway. <laughs> and uh, with participation from some members of a well-known Portlaoise group, the 65 Pitching Choir, and also a group from the Men's Shed Portlaoise. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And yeah. it'll be a, a great night. And I mean... Um, there's going to be music and comedy and, you know, the audience getting yes. engaged. So what, what are you hoping yeah. that the audience is like on the night? Well, we hope that, that they will partic- participate and they will uh, appreciate the work that has gone into our show. And as that, I remember you telling me when I gave you a call earlier that there has been a lot of preparation that has gone in for this night. How there, has there, the preparations there, been? There has been a lot of preparations. Uh, it's going on the, uh, since January. Uh, good, good commitment has been given by all the participants and they have gone to practice once a week since last um, January every week and a lot more besides on occasions as well, rather than once a week, you know. Okay. And um, what sort of music, or can you, can you kind of give us a little bit of um, what sort of tunes they'll be there? So for anyone that's going, oh, that is like, that's my favourite song, I'm definitely going to be there. Oh, I just can't, but there's so many. There's, <laughs> there's bound to be one that's going to suit. And I think, I think they'll all suit most people because I say the audience will be, well, there'll be a lot of young people there too, I hope. But the older people will definitely know all of the songs. <laughs> I can't just pick out one at the minute now. This doesn't come into my head at a minute. So come into my head, yeah. There has been a good few months of preparations for this. So what are you looking forward to the most on the night? Um, I hope that everybody enjoys it. And I hope all the, the people doing the show will um, enjoy it as well after putting all that put into it, you know. And, and again, participation and that you all enjoy it. And there is a lot of effort that's going into this. And as yeah, you said... It definitely has. It definitely <laughs> has. Definitely has, yes. And as you said, this is the most active retirement group, which is lovely to I, see. And it's I great. think so. I think so, yeah. And it's great to be able to put on a performance like this, especially after the it last couple sure, of years. It sure is. It so sure is. How are the other members feeling about the night? Oh, I think they're all looking forward to it. Everyone's looking forward to it, as far as I know. And I remember you telling me that there are probably a very limited amount of tickets left. That's right. That, you are right. You are right. There's only a few left now. So if anybody was wanting to go, they'd want to be uh, looking into it at the moment. And the ticket can be obtained from the Ace Theatre or online. And tickets are 10 euro each or 8 euro for concession. Concession one, yeah. And what if you left, not very many left now. And that's just it. So while you're listening, make sure to go and grab those. You can head over to dunamazearts.ie. And honestly, it'll be a very, very exciting night. So um, what are you hoping that the audience takes away from the night? Uh, well, just uh, just the way that people of, of our ages like can can put on a show like we're putting on. And I, I'm just going to say that I went in to the practice one night and I was very impressed when I saw the profile of all the people taking part. Um, 
one person was over 90, oh, 92 uh, years young, and there was a couple of others who were 90 years young, almost 90 years young, and a lot of people over 80s and a few 60s and 70s. <laughs> so I think it's, it's a great achievement, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, you can be any age and still go out and do everything. You and, can. Yeah. And that, that proves it. That proves it. I say, yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing how it how it all goes and and you know to be able to go and do something like this as I said is absolutely wonderful because it was rare for everyone to get together and now it's a really good um, event to be able to attend and you'll have family and friends and it'll be a great night for everyone involved. That's, that's right. That is exactly right. Yes, and we'll see. And we'll have a raffle as well. Just to mention a raffle, we'll be having a raffle on the night as well to help with the cost and stuff like that. And, and could I say as well, while I'm on to you, uh, we'd like to um, thank our director and Caroline and for her patience and dedication to producing the show as well. She was, she was excellent, yeah, as well. Too. Oh, that's yeah. very sweet. Yeah. It's, and it's lovely to be able to do this, as I've said, and I'm, I'm just very glad that I'm able to bring you on and to let our listeners know that this is happening and that they can attend. Uh, you're, very, you're, very, you're very good, Sharon. You're okay. You're very good to, to do this, yes. Oh, no, I'm absolutely delighted because it's lovely to have these <laughs> because I think, as everybody knows, time stopped for, for the last couple of years. And when oh, yes. everything yes, opened back up yes. again, we, you know, we take these things, you know, we're more for grateful for them. That's right. That's exactly right. Because, like, when we were shut up for the two or three, nearly three years, was it? Uh, it was, just very, it was too long. <laughs> yeah, so now we're delighted and we like to be back out again and doing, you know, all the things we're doing, you know. Yes. And to have, the, <laughs> you know, the, the kitchen choir and the men's shed involved yes, as well. That makes a big difference as well. It's, 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 the whole community, like, are involved, really, you know, part of it, yeah. And that's just it. It's it's good to have everyone together, and it is. Uh, you know it it'll and be... we're nearly full, and a full house nearly now as well, which is great as well too. And what yes. time will this night start? It starts at seven o'clock on Tuesday, the thirteenth, and it'll be about a two-hour-long show. You'll have a break in the middle, like you know, it'll have an interval. But it takes about two hours. And it'll be a great two hours that I'm sure everyone. I hope will. so. I hope so. Yes, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. And I mean, yeah. I, I did speak to you um, before the show and we were having a great chat about some of the groups that you were involved in and how excited everyone is about being a part of this and your walking group as well, which I remember you telling me about. OK. <laughs> OK, I should, we're into everything you can think of, I suppose, yeah? Now, as you said, you're very active and, you know, when there's nothing that stops you, go out and you can do whatever you want to do. Exactly. Age should, shouldn't be a barrier if you're, if you're healthy enough to do things, you know. Exactly. And I mean, to, exactly. Be, to be able to get out and, and to sing and to be a part of this group, I mean, it's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely thing to be involved in. And it is. It I, is. I know there's so many different tunes. And as you said, it's hard to pick your favourite moment of them all. How many people in the Portleash Active Retirement Group are taking part in the night? Well, look, a lot. I'm not sure. I'm not positive of the number now. But, you know, most of the group, a lot of them anyway, like... Um, I don't know how many, and I haven't checked out to know how many we have on our books this year. We could have 60 or 70 like people, uh, members, I'm not positive. Oh, wow. But a lot that's... of these now would be taking part in the, in the show. Oh, that's lovely. And if people then are selling tickets, and, and I, I have a job myself as well now. I have, uh, along with my friend, we have to 
meet and greet the people going in and make sure that they know where to go and that they're happy, they're, they're, <laughs> they're okay and know where they're going to as well, too. And it's lovely how everyone is involved in every little aspect and the, and the yes, whole night is just going right. to be absolutely incredible. Sheila, I thank you agree. so much for coming on and, and telling us all you, about Sharon, it. For, for having us on, for having me on. Oh, okay, Sharon. Anytime, okay. and I wish you the best of luck. It'll be an incredible night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Sheila, for coming on. And I wish you and all the members of the Portleach Actors Retirement Group the best of luck at Forever Young Variety Show and the Dunamay's Arts Centre this June 13th. So head to dunamay's.ie if you want to get some of the last remaining tickets. There are only a few left, so jump on it now while you still can. Coming up after the break, we will find out how President Higgins got on at the new Esker Arts Centre in Tullamore. Stay with us right here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 183, thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are back with Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty and President Michael D. Higgins expressed this week in Tullamore that the inauguration of the Esker Arts Centre signifies the arrival of a facility that can unite communities. So after years of advocacy, Esker Arts Theatre is finally operational with a 220-seat auditorium, performing arts rooms and two gallery spaces. And I can guarantee you that it is definitely a space that you want to go and visit. Our very own David Hollywood was down at the official opening and spoke to our wonderful president and caught up with the artistic director, Sean Walsh. So here is how the opening went. I'm joined by the artistic uh, director for the Esker Arts Theatre, uh, Sean Walsh. Sean, uh, we've just had the performances in front of the president, local artists at this brand new theatre. Um, this, in terms of milestones along the journey of delivering it and the, the artistic programme, must be a, a very positive day from your perspective. It sure is. This is one of the big ones. Uh, it's great to have the building officially opened. We've had the doors open since mid-April. and uh, We've been programming since then. Lots of people in and out. But it's nice to have the official opening, cracking the seal, as it were. And it's great to have no better personage than the President of Ireland, Michael D. Higgins, to, to perform that function, as Conor Brady alluded to in his speech. Uh, President Higgins started so much development of the arts in Ireland um, during his time as the country's first Minister for the Arts. And this is, I wouldn't want to call it a, a full stop, but, you know, the, the completion of this centre, um, it really, you know, shows the full fruition of the seeds that were sown by President Higgins during that time. His um, advocation for the arts and his passion for it, it seems to be reflected in the people that perform for him and in front of him. It, it, it takes on a, an extra special meaning, and you could see that with the likes of Tolu Mackay and um, Cormac uh, and uh, these guys who... The, the, the sense of privilege was tangible. You could see it, definitely. Um, I'd imagine uh, for a performer, it has to be a special occasion uh, to be performing at these types of functions. The opening of an art centre, obviously, is a big deal to people like that. And then to be doing it uh, in front of and in the presence of the president of the country. And he's not just the president of the country, he's a, a very special president of the country as well because of his commitment to the arts. Uh, as a poet himself, of course, uh, he is an artist, and every time he speaks, he alludes to the importance of the arts and culture in life, 
and, and you can tell that it's genuine. You can really feel it from them. So um, I think the guys got a great buzz performing in front of him, and uh, we got a great buzz just having him here doing uh, what he did for us. In terms of the artistic programme then, I've seen from what's been programmed for the first couple of months, it's, it's really varied, there's um, probably something there for everybody in that respect. Have you got any overarching um, hopes or, or kind of themed plans or anything like that or anything that you'd like to highlight? I suppose, as you said, their um, variety is a, is a really key thing for art centres. Um, it's important that you know art centres don't become niche around certain art forms. You know, it's a it's a very wide spectrum. The arts, uh, all the types of music, all the types of visual art, film, theatre, at all levels, from you know what you, what they call high quality professional work to high quality non professional work. And we've had it here already. We've had local groups performing. Um, and that's what these buildings are for, you know, they're to, to bring artists from outside of the town and outside of the county to perform for us, uh, and also to give artists from Tullamore and from County Offaly uh, a worthy stage for their talents, whether that's visual art, music, theatre, dance, whatever it is. Um, so it's a, it's a multifaceted thing, um, and that's, that's what we're going for. Uh, there wouldn't be a programming philosophy other than you know we will always aim for quality we will always aim for variety uh, and we would try and have as you said you know something for everyone's taste uh, congratulations on today's milestone and the very best of luck with everything going forward thank you President Higgins you spoke today and I found interesting that you alluded to the fact you were here about 11 or 12 years ago yes. and you met members of the Tullamore Arts community I there did. who were very resolved to deliver this facility eventually and it's it's remarkable to be here now with it looking so well yeah. uh, do you think that length of time is too long and too much hard work to deliver something like this in this country well of course the, the, the whole point of it is is that one has, shouldn't have to struggle so much for for, uh, for, for access to uh, these basic cultural spaces I did refer in my speech I think to uh, I remember uh, I think the ones from all around the country was about 132 million. And I was coming under great criticism, and a very renowned journalist said to me, what will you, how will you feel when all these white elephants are there? But, of course, I had been told the same thing about Tina G, you know, and, and all of the rest of it. But, no, I think what you have to do is to see uh, it as part of the necessary infrastructure provision of towns and so forth. The good news about that, I think, is is that I hope that, you know, as part of the restoration of neglected buildings, closed buildings in different towns and so forth, that it's a great opportunity because I can sense that people want to move to places where there's... And the changes in the communication and the broadband make it now possible. They want to go places where there's good education, where there's safety, where there's an opportunity of being interacting with other people and being part of community. And they, like I, I was just struck by Englishman, you know, the couple who, who have decided to stay on. Who are, there were 1,600 applications for that year of free rent on Englishman. And after the year, you know, and they're there now. And uh, to a population of 200 people have a contribution of a couple with five children is uh, very significant for meeting the criteria of the Department of Education on that. So I do think um, that uh, the state, the state, 
centrally on the local state should take uh, shouldn't ma- shouldn't make it necessary for us to have to wait such a very long such a very long time. This bu- this building is, has a great advantage, as I said in my speech, insofar as no more than it's an advantage to be able to walk to a sports venue, to be able to walk to an arts venue is going to be very that in- in- increases the access, and I think then the spread of the facilities being provided. Any of the artists will tell you getting an art space, for example, for a studio is very important. And also, it was one of the arguments I had 30 years ago where I insisted on an acoustic test. And I was listening to you, the acoustics are very good. And that's important, you know, that all of this is quite... And what happens then is that people coming to performances of all sorts of different things becomes a natural part of the year's experience. And that's very good. It was absolutely amazing to have President Michael D. Higgins over in the New Asker Arts Centre in Tullamore. And everyone that I have spoken to has always spoken extremely highly and positively about the centre, not only for, to perform there, but also to attend shows that have happened there. And they have had a number of great performances and a number of amazing shows that are coming up as well. And I'm very excited that next week I will be chatting to Camille O'Sullivan, who is bringing her show Dreaming on the 16th of June to the Esker Arts Centre. And I'll also be speaking to Paddy Cullivan who is bringing Murder of Wolf Tone on the 22nd of Zoom so I'm very very excited to speak to both of those on those upcoming performances and I also just want to say a massive thank you to David Hollywood for sharing with me the interviews that he had taken part in over at the Esker Arts Centre thank you David I really do appreciate it and you can hear more of David Hollywood as he is on tomorrow night on the Health and Fitness Show from 7pm so make sure to give him a listen there it'll be an incredible show that he has he always does an absolutely amazing job um, I want to thank all of my guests that came on the show with me tonight I would like to thank Sheila Duff who has who was involved in the Forever Young Variety Show that is happening at the Dunamay's Arts Centre on the 13th of June. As I said, make sure you get your tickets for this one because tickets are running low as it is a very exciting event that a lot of people are wanting to attend. So go to dunamays.ie to get the last few remaining tickets. It'll be an incredible event for all of the Portleash Active Retirement Group members that are involved and also the 65 Kitchen Choir members and the Men's Porter Shed. So that'll be an exciting event. And I also really want to thank John Travers and Connor Quinn who are involved in Mojo Mickey Bo which is a play that is going to the Burr Arts Theatre on the on this Saturday which is very exciting they were two of the nicest lads and honestly they are going to put on such a great performance and if you're into um, the kind of 1970s it'll be something very worth going to see and I also want to thank Bridget Flannery for joining me about her workshops and exhibition Looking, Seeing, Making Boglands and it's beautiful to see that art can be created by anything, it can be free and to have something like this so if you have an opportunity to go and support any of these incredible acts that I have spoken to, make sure you go and do it, it'll definitely be worth it but I just want to quickly mention before I go, tomorrow is Friday and every Friday on Breakfast with Peter Dunn we want to celebrate the incredible boys and girls of the Midlands who play sport. We want to recognise them by putting them on our Midlands Future All-Stars Honours list. So tune into The Breakfast Show from 6.30 to 9am to tell us their name, their club, if they're training or playing a game or a blitz this weekend or anything that's coming up and they will get a special shout out on The Breakfast Show with Peter Dunn. 
tomorrow morning, which is Friday morning. So make sure you tune in for that. Peter is an incredible presenter and it's very sweet that we get to be able to do this for all the boys and girls in the Midlands. That is all the time we have this evening for Encore. I absolutely love doing this show and I hope that you enjoy listening to it. Thank you to all my amazing guests who joined me again. I'm very, very lucky to have such lovely guests on. Remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews this evening, you will be able to find it on podcasts on midlands103.com tomorrow. The This one will be up tomorrow. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. And if there is anything that you want included on the show, make sure to email me encore at midlands103.com. Stay right here though, as the incredible Joe Cooney is up next with Country Roads right after the eight o'clock news. Have a great weekend. I will chat to you next Thursday, right here from seven o'clock on Midlands 103.